I mean, like, if this gets really big, like, you have, like, a little chime or, like, a little... We're not we're not cool enough to have, like, a thing yet. We're just doing a test room. Everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is Xavier. I'm here with Danny. How's it going? Uh, not a, It's going great, man. <laughs> uh, this is uh, basically our first episode. We've been dying to kind of do something like this for a really long time. And mainly really just kind of like share the love and like passion for uh, just out of the visual media, like movies and TV. We can sprinkle in some games here, there. But I figured like this is like, especially during... Uh, like post lockdown and everything like people got to just really consume a lot of stuff and so I think it'd be cool to kind of talk about like what's good I mean not so much by rating but just like you know get people your thoughts about it and you know maybe pick up some fun little things and maybe even uh, share like fun experiences from watching like some of the classics or anything like that yeah definitely and being able to share this with you I, I know we're always talking about movies and um, we have some other friends that we're always sharing movies. So, um, especially now with um, lockdown, I've been really wanting to do something like this. Um, just gets my thoughts out and, you know, just have a fun conversation. Yeah. And then it's not like, I mean, this is always something I've always wanted to do. It's like, you know, go take like actual film courses and everything to really get the the specifics around like what certain lighting works for certain emotional effects or like how things are certain frames and stuff like that. But um, really just from experience, like as you watch a lot of stuff over time, like you start to discern like what's good, what's not like what's worth your time, what's fun to just turn your brain off and enjoy it and what you can watch like more critically, like, you know, just to figure your stuff out. So like um, I think that's really been the big thing we're looking at now. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, I usually like to, like, I I always talk about, like, music in the movies and, you know, just, uh, I think I spoke to you before, but, like, when we, I was watching Dune, um, I was watching it in Dolby, and, man, the music on that was just yeah. incredible. Yeah, I thought at first it was just, like, I mean, it's, I always make the joke, it's like, okay, this movie, it's Hans Zimmer, you know, uh, messes around with, some random instrument like interstellar is like oh hans zimmer found an old pipe organ and just went to town uh this one was like oh we have these you know like kind of uh native or you know like north african like desert uh you know drums and a lot of like uh these th that kind of like regions cultural style like you know desert style music but um no there's a lot of like great layers to it um it's that was one of the things like yeah like if you can on a lot of his stuff or just like good movies in general. Like if there's an ability to see it in Dolby or like in some really high end format, like at first you, one would think like, Oh, you don't need to do that. Like if you're a family of like six, then okay, maybe not. <laughs> but like, you know, for more discerning, like, yeah, it's great. Cause there's so much for like, uh, there's so many layers to that kind of stuff. And like, just from a sound point and sound production style, like it, it's, it's nuts, dude. Like I'm, I'm glad that that's that you picked up on that. Cause mm -hmm. like, I'm one of the, I thought was one of those weirdos that would harp on like uh, movie scores and soundtracks all the time. Like you look at my, my stream music and it's just like, okay, there's, there's some, you know, whatever alternative rock or whatever. Oh, and here's movie scores. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, what did you think if it's, you know, so we were talking about recent stuff came out, like October was a crazy month for movies. Yeah. Like surprisingly, like we had, what was, we had Dune. We had Venom, I think, to start off the month. And mm -hmm. then we had um, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, I, I also saw The Last Duel. Um, there is just like interspersed, like so many little things in there. Like, Yeah, I did get to see uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, um, Dune. Uh, I did not get to see The Last Duel yet, but heard good things. If you can, that, that was one of those where it's, it's a drama piece. It's just like, hey, you mm -hmm. got to know, like you got to know what you're getting into. Like, you don't, you don't tell somebody 
for example, like, oh, watch Mad Men because it's cool. It's the 60s. No, it's like, <laughs> sure, it's set in the 60s, but you got to know that there's a lot of like other, you know, little it's basically this hard drama. Like you're going to have people just talking most of the time. I mean, it's Ridley Scott. So he did kingdom of heaven. So there's a, a bit of like medieval battle sequences that, mm-hmm. um, and there's the actual duel, which I won't, you know, unless you read a history book, I won't spoil anything, but, um, it's choreographed really well and really, um, at least very similar to what knights and heavy armor would, would fight like, because like, you know, half the style, like they're using their swords, um sometimes you know as a full-on sword or they'll use like the 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 pommel and like the actual like guard as like a hammer like and you just like you just smack them around like that because you're you're you were a walking tank in in those time that time of day yeah that heavy armor and all that weight yeah 100 percent. so it's like there is uh yeah like they, they pay attention to that kind of stuff it's it's really cool and i like when movies do that um one of the things that I've heard about The Last Duel is you get, like, different perspectives of it. Like, they, I don't know if it's, like, replaying the same scene, but, like, same um, from their point of view. Um, and that seems pretty interesting if that's... It is, yeah. So it's, it, I, I like that because you get um, the point of view from Matt Damon's character. You get the point of view of what happened through Adam Driver's character. And you get the point of view from Jodie Cormer. Uh, so the cool thing is, as an aside, like I'm glad that Jodie Cormer is getting exposure because the bits I see I've seen from like Killing Eve, like she's really good. But then it's like, uh, then she was in Free Guy, and mm-hmm. then, then she was in Last Duel, and I think she's in some other stuff. But it's just like it's, she's it's coming up, so it's like all right, like this is we're we're on the Jodie Cormer wave, like of everything. Like how like Lady Gaga was showing up and everything, and now she's like mm-hmm. coming up in like in House of Gucci, which is also a Ridley Scott film. Funny enough, so that's because it's sort of like there's a role going on it's really cool but yeah it's it's basically in in a a play in almost three acts and then there's like Mm. the the climax of the actual duel itself and a bit of a denouement at the end uh but yeah like i it should i hope it's streaming somewhere i don't even know at the moment in time but i would i would if you're like actual like drama like good acting like a, a well put together movie um i recommend it it's good like it could fall into the trap of like, oh, this is going to be boring. But no, it <laughs> actually um, does some really good stuff. Like it's it, 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 even a lot of the the side characters are played really well. Like you you see the joke is like, oh, Matt Damon uh, is in it. Oh, no, where's Ben Affleck? And he's totally <laughs> in the movie. But um, funny. I think they actually co-wrote the script together. Oh, that's cool. So it's like a, a Good Will Hunting revisited, except mm-hmm. in... Uh, I think a uh, 15th century or 15th, 14th century uh, French uh, noble politics. Well, I, I know you just mentioned Free Guy. That also came out in October, right? No, that came out in August. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. that came out in August, if I'm not mistaken. It um went to like, yeah, like I think at the beginning of August, it was like the first test of like, oh, let's get people back mm-hmm. into theaters. And because of the the sheer like happenstance of it being greater than the sum of its parts i think Mm -hmm. it it just slowly but always just built up and got more people into the theaters to just watch stuff again so then like by that momentum came through and then uh you got to i think september when shang chi came out and that was just and that was like all right cool like we're back like we're back baby like everybody's here we're doing we're doing our precautions hopefully but you know just if you can like hey that's encouraging to get back into the cinema like um especially i'm I'm pretty sure that means uh um chris nolan is like probably just kind of sort of angry but like shaking his fists yelling somewhere in the distance while he's Mm -hmm. filming his new movie i told you um because you know because he was was talking about that with um tenant like i was like last year around this time tenant was out and i think i went to the theater like must have been twice or three times to watch it because the the first time I had to I went with a friend of mine uh, with my friend Anthony mm-hmm. and he he saw it in IMAX up in Fort uh, like in Fort Lauderdale like the actual real IMAX scene and he barely could hear anything so it's <laughs> like it the initial like oh it's the Chris Nolan like sound mixing of like if you're not in the right theater and stuff or 
if, if it's you know not tuned properly like you're gonna get swells of uh ludwig Göransson's score over like robert Talking. pattinson speaking like something hella important about the whole mechanics of the movie but then we watched it in in dolby and we kind of cheated we're like hey can we get the closed caption device and we the, the people looked at us like yeah okay sure like gave it to us like thinking you know we needed assistance like no we just wanted to have like a sort of little device put it on your cup holder and then like just in case you didn't catch the mix wasn't hot like oh cool like here's exactly what this dude said or you know john david washington like all right here's what's going on and um you know and kenneth Branagh waxing poetic about some you know big old plan and everything so i didn't get to watch tenet in the in the theaters um when it came out, I, I bought it immediately. Cool. <laughs> um, so I didn't get that issue where you couldn't understand what was going on by the by like audio. Because he's like, what's um, up, subtitles? <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed that film a lot. That that movie was fun. Yeah, it it was one of those where I think a lot of people were just like, I have no idea what the hell is going on. I, just, mm -hmm. I, I always joke, as like, oh, if you think Inception was confusing, wait till you get yeah. to just watch Tenet and like pretend it's it's gonna get really your head's gonna explode like i'm sorry what like the whole last sequence like there's a behind the scenes thing like how that like it's filmed uh just through the logistics of being having to film a battle that's going in reverse and forward at the same time like um i remember watching that for the first time like this is so cool and then like getting out of the theater i was like oh my god my head hurts like <laughs> how did they do this like like at least i think as uh I didn't well because the Oscars just happened and it came in October, so yeah, I think it didn't really get anything, uh, like in terms of any like recognition or anything like that. But I was like, man, at least like for the a lot of the the actual film editing, I think needed to be put in place because there's some really cool stuff. And you know how this guy likes all his stuff practical, so it's yeah. just like everything is as practical as possible. Yeah, especially with um, I think I saw, I I think they had on HBO Max or. Maybe it was online, but they had some behind-the-scenes footage where it shows, um, like, the two main guys in the airport just learning how to fight backwards. backwards. And you're like, that, that's something interesting to think about and how to fight backwards. Yeah, no, that was, that was nuts. Like, I just did, my head hurt. I was like, holy <laughs> crap. But, uh, you know, like... I, we'll see. I don't think he's going to do anything too crazy. And again, I'm not going to try to <laughs> guess what Chris Nolan's going to do because he has that, uh, his new movie's coming, I think, in, not 2022, maybe 2023. <laughs> it's uh, Oppenheimer. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's I think they just announced some of the cast members. Um, yeah, it's as predicted, always. Murphy. Always stacked. Yeah. <laughs> so you have, uh, that's my. I, I think it's Killian Murphy. I'm going to be that guy and be like, I th it, like one day, like if I ever meet, I was like, Hey, what's up, Mr. Murphy? Like, he's like, and then he just, I bet he gets it all the time. He just probably calls him out like, Oh, you know my name? Like Killian. Uh, don't freak out. Yeah. But, um, no, like, uh, but then you have, uh, Matt Damon and Robert Downey Jr. And Emily Blunt. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is according to IMDb. Like, I don't know if that's going to be mm -hmm. it or not. Like, that's that's one of those things where like I want to like be one of those guys to subscribe to like Variety and Hollywood Reporter and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like when all like the initial like the initial run of all the Apple TV Plus shows are coming out and we're like, oh, there's gonna be announcements. And uh, I was just telling her like, oh, I just, the trade the trade uh magazines are saying that it's this 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 and this like mm -hmm. they're like oh C's gonna have this going on. You have the morning show and like what like whoa this dude doing everything it's like. It was published like it's not <laughs> not a not a big old secret, but um, is his stuff should be interesting. But I think yeah, back to his initial point, it was like oh, like ideally things should be seen in in the theater. Like I didn't have any regrets watching No Time to Die in the movie theater. Like that was yeah. that was great in the theaters. It was it was an experience too. Like if you really like this James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig, it was cool seeing the the final film for it. Yeah, like you know, it's really just the think of his like little his five run movie as like a little bubble of just like a, a james bond story like mm -hmm. sort of revi revised and retold like from like that has a beginning middle and end 
I thought that was really cool. And, um, you know, the stuff they did plot wise, I was like, hey, you know what? That's cool that you guys went there because a lot of people would be too shy from it. Like, no, like, you can't do that. It's James Bond. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like they did stuff to still be a bit more respectful to it because it's like, you know, you're putting the character through certain stuff and then it's there Um, and and things happen. But um, like specifically, like the whole like beginning opening sequence that they've been teasing for like months before, like that looked great in the theater. Like that Mm -hmm. was done really well. Like, um, dang, who did did? It actually, um, who did the score for that? I'm going to be weird and look that uh, up. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought so. I was like, Hans Zimmer's doing the score for that. And then you had like, that's why I think it's because, ha, going back to Tenet, I think that's why Ludwig Gorenson did Tenet's score. Yeah, because Hans, uh, Hans Zimmer was going to do that originally, but then he but he's like, yo, no time to die. I, I Yeah, <laughs> I have to do Bond. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure Chris Nolan's like, sure, go for it, man. Like. It's so. it's Bond. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, that movie is done really well. Like, um, I'm uh, always fun to see like a, more of the side characters. So you had Q, you had um, gosh, the new 007. I'm forgetting her name, but uh, then you have you know Blofeld doing his thing. Then you have uh, you know M, like which is M is just a. Uh, Ray Fiennes, like, is just, mm-hmm. this is like, the dude's too cool. I like seeing the addition of another 007. Yeah, um, he straight was, up was, cool like, retired, yeah. <laughs> he's just, like, at the whole, at the beginning of things, he's like, yo, I'm done. I'm just going <laughs> to hang out in Jamaica. Like, uh, they did the whole Jamaica thing because of uh, Ian Fleming, I believe, like, lived in Jamaica for a while, like, post-World War II, <laughs> which was really funny. I never knew this recently, but, like, talking a bit about James Bond, how, you know, how Christopher Lee was like, you know, Scaramanga and the man with the golden gun. Mm -hmm. So apparently he actually knew Ian Fleming. And like, I think they did stuff in the war together, like in world war two, like they acted as spies in order to do do stuff. So it's like, yeah, Christopher Lee was, was hella cool. Like (laughs) he was the freaking coolest. Um, but, uh, so like this past weekend, there was a crap ton of stuff that came out. Uh, what yep. did what did you what was like the big thing that stuck out to you that you watched this weekend? Um, well, this weekend uh, it came out the week before, but I saw Red Notice. Yeah. Um, and uh, let me check real quick. What did I watch? Yeah, Red Notice was uh better than I expected. Like I was just you threw mm-hmm. it on because like oh it's Netflix. All right, cool, do its thing, but um. You know, um, it's Ryan Reynolds and The Rock doing their thing. Gal Gadot actually, like, had, like, ha- there was different things going on with her performance. Like, mm-hmm. she she played somebody, like, a sort of, like, really fun, like, femme fatale version like, of some, what something that what you're normally used to with. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Like, like she's a bit more, I don't want to say quippy, but it's more just, like, kind of, like, playing her part as, like, a, a suave thief. So she is... She, had her own little spin to it. I thought that was cool to let her play a bit more. Yeah. You usually don't get to see that a lot from her. It's usually just stoic Wonder Woman, um, rando flashbacks and Fast and Furious. And <laughs> and then she was in something else recently. That I forgot. It was like some other like, I did like a thriller that was a little while back. But yeah, that movie was fun. Like, what'd you think? It, it was fun. And, you know, it had some twists too that I just wasn't really thinking they were going to do stuff like that. Um, oh yeah, it's a it's a heist movie. So like yeah, I'm yeah. always like, where, where, where's, where's, where's it coming from? Has like wait a minute, like so there's there's always like there is like at least coherent enough to say hey like we're gonna call back to something you actually saw instead of just whip it up out of nowhere and just like mm-hmm. you gotta like eat it up like soap opera style like it was there was still just like hey like here's the clues this happened and you're like oh, all right nice and so uh, yeah that was fun. Um, and then, of course, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, I'll, I I enjoyed it. They they do a thing at the end of the movie that mm-hmm. was, you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it. But I'm pretty sure they got permission to do the thing that they did. But it's yeah. like, I know a lot of people are like, like we're just like, oh, come on. Now you're just trying to like really like jerk yeah. the nostalgia out of you. <laughs> but like, I'll, I'll be a, mar- I'll be, you know, brutally honest and like i got I, I got hit as a mark i was like yeah like i'll, I'll eat this up like this is mm-hmm. fine like it makes sense thematically in a sense like you're not just gonna have it completely 
like in tangential, like with the other cues they did earlier in the movie. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's you knew it was well. gonna come, but yeah. you were like, oh, but you maybe were worried not. about it. You're like, maybe not, but will they do it? And then you're like, oh, and like, and again, you're gonna either find it tasteful or like, oh, I don't think that's too good. But mm. um, they did a whole thing, funny enough, like as an aside from Afterlife. But if you watch on Netflix the movies that made us, like one of the first episodes mm-hmm. was Ghostbusters. So they talk about like the original, how it was made. Um, but overall, like I enjoyed Afterlife. It was fun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the last, uh, like everything kind of just culminated sort of like the last bit. Um, some fun cameos. Again, I won't say who, but yeah. like I was like, hey, look at that. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I really loved the music of the movie. It was uh, very in the same styles, very much the same style as the first movie was that kind of yeah. like almost weird theremin stuff. They had the, 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 what I call like the gozer themes, like, but mm-hmm. then you had like the little, ba-dum, 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 and just like little like Ghostbusters theme stuff music when they're like just walking around doing stuff. And, um, the cool sound effects too, for like in general, like the, the tools that they would use or. Just... Yeah. Like that just, that hit me like as a kid, like that did like was done really well like i thought i was like man like that's cool mm-hmm. and um of course just being able to uh, like, see it in the theater like with those sounds and um just the throwbacks for and surprisingly overall the, the, the crowd liked it like there were like you know you get the claps at the end of the movie i was like mm-hmm. you know what that's another thing i missed about movies is like going back there like everybody clapping i'm like yeah it was good like mm-hmm. um like i remember it might have been right before lockdown but I saw Hereditary in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I remember everybody like getting out of the theater like, what the hell did I just watch? Oh, um, another one that was like that. But again, it's one of those where like you have to know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, talking about going back into the movies, I've watched The Green Knight. Mm. That is like, yeah. Oh, you see like A20, you know, like in a, an A24 film, you know, it's going to be you know just you're gonna like. You're going to walk out like. You're going to walk out like, <laughs> whoa, like what the heck was that? Like some hard drama with a crazy artistic spin. And that's what the green Knight was. Like, it was like, let's take some Arthurian, uh, legends around, uh, Sir Gawain, uh, and just get really weird with it. And, um, I, but you know, like I knew that was coming through, but I, I enjoyed it. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you, did you see it? No, I did not. Yeah. Like if you get a, like you get a chance, but you have to kind of like, be open to it because it's it's re, it can mm-hmm. get really slow at some points or you get other things too or just like oh this is done for character development but like all right we spent 15 20 minutes on this <laughs> one thing and like this chapter and this whole other thing like it's very um it deliberate let's just say that it's very deliberate but like it's very beautifully shot like there's a lot of stark distinct colors and everything in frame just is just, it's done really purposeful but like with the intent to kind of show through what the, this character's journey and where he goes and people he meets and lessons he learned from it. It's, uh, it's done really well. The, um, most recent movie I saw was yesterday. I saw King Richard. Really? Um, Yeah. That's on my next. I saw it on HBO max. I didn't see it in theaters, Mm -hmm. but, um, I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, It was, there was a whole thing I think where someone was like, Oh, why is, you know, uh, a movie about the Williams sisters centered on their dad. I'm like, yeah. well, it was like co-produced by the Williams sisters. So if they're going to go through a certain direction, they signed off on it. They're like, yeah, yeah they we're chose. cool with that. Like they even acknowledge that they wouldn't, a lot of things they wouldn't be where they were with, like without their dad for better and for worse. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I mean, if you watch the movie, you'll, you'll understand. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, oh, they take the overall, like how, like, yeah, talk about it. Like, yeah, like I'm very interested. Like that's definitely like, it's on my next actually to watch. Yeah, um, I went in not really knowing anything about it other than just, it's, you know, the Williams family. Yeah. But, um, dude, Will Smith really portrayed that dad as, um, like him. I mean, I, I went to go see some interviews, um, of the actual dad, like, afterwards. No way. And you could totally, like, get the vibe. Um, and, right. and Will Smith does not feel anything like him in this movie that's that's always refreshing like you yeah. saw that initially with like ali you're like okay mm-hmm. like the dude like immerses himself in roles like um you know we get all the the meme worthy stuff from like you know um pursuit of happiness and mm-hmm. you know the bad boy stuff but like then you have like you know hey like 
I legitimately strive to be a good actor and it yeah. showed like, that's really cool. Um, that's very refreshing to hear. Cause it's like, okay, like I know it's not just like, you know, prestige Oscar bait kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, Hey, this is really cool. Um, it was just an overall, like, I guess I'll say like grounded film. It's just, you know, you're, you know what happens at the end, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you actually get to see the everything that's happened behind the scenes almost. For and sure, yeah. It, it just gives you more respect for them in, in real life. Um, but it's definitely a fun watch. Uh, it's a little bit long, but... I was going to ask, yeah, like, is it like a like a wildly long run time or anything? Like, I think it's like two hours and a half or... Two and a half, <laughs> wow. I was thinking like, oh, that's like maybe 212, maybe 208. Like, like no, two and a mm-hmm. half, like that's a... I think it's like 220, 220. That's a good chunk of film. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, and that's all, that, that's always really cool. Like, especially like when you see like the big spectacle movies, like, mm-hmm. like going back to like October, like I, we watched Ven like separately, but we watched Venom and we're just like this movie with credits and like that, mm-hmm. you know, crazy mid credit scene was 90 minutes from beginning to end. Like that's short. It was like, short, but it felt like a good time. Yeah, like it, it flew through, but mm-hmm. it, it was short. Like there were some things like that you could have maybe sat on a little bit more, like mm-hmm. uh, like some more Cletus stuff. Uh, just, you know, like, I feel like it's short because maybe there's a lot of stuff going on with the budget. And we're like, hey, we need to do a lot of the CG stuff with Carnage because like that one scene in, in front of like Ravenholm, like uh, it's it's that was like yeah like you hey, we're, we're we're busting the budget with a lot of carnage going on like you know he's doing all his stuff like you know you got a little bit of it from the prison break and then you get to that whole sequence it's like oh okay like we're really going all out with with some of the carnage stuff mm-hmm. and um that's like you know interesting contrast for movies like that we're like okay cool like you're able to sit in and do some character development character growth and then it's like hey we're gonna give you exactly what you want <laughs> In, in, in a nice, like, crazy, concise 90-minute sandwich, and then you're going to digest it, like, afterwards. I feel like they were very straightforward, just like, hey, this is 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, this is what you want. <laughs> and then, of course, at the post credit scene, just... Everyone like, losing their minds. There you go. Yeah, everybody just like, whoa, like, out, of, out of hand. Um, yeah. yeah, like, that. that's cool. So, I, again, like, there was so much that came out this weekend. Like, I just forgot about, I, I literally forgot about King Richard. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like, that has to, that's definitely on my next list. Like, I know, like, you have that, and then, like, in terms of, like, the prestige stuff coming out, like, you have that, and you have Spencer with Kristen Stewart. Mm, that's the, right. The Princess Diana movie. Um, and then you had, like, a lot of the, like, TV show stuff that came out. Um, so, like, you know, you have, uh, like, Cowboy Bebop. You have some other stuff on Netflix. And then you had, um... Um, I mean, again, other streaming services like have their movies and things like that. But um, I finally like speaking of Netflix, I got to go back and watch um, The Harder They Fall. So mm. that was done. The base, yeah, basically, um, all black cast of, of like it's a western in, in essence. So it's it's done really. It's really cool. Like um, you know, it has a sort of like it has its own different style because like they'll throw in like every once in a while through transitional scenes like hey we're going to some place they'll play like reggae like straight up reggae and it's it's cool i was like all right this is awesome like it's a cool little twist on like a a type of like revenge spaghetti not a spaghetti western but like a revenge western uh and you know the action's cool like the shootout scenes are definitely in there like you get a crazy like fight sequence between zazie beats and regina king and like and the cast is really is stacked so like you have Jonathan Majors, who's now like blown, who's rightfully so is blowing <laughs> up. Like the dude, if you watch Lovecraft Country, like he's really good in that. Um, again, like it, it's been what since June. Okay, cool. Uh, spoiler alert. Like he, he uh, his little like piece of him that comes through in Loki. Like yeah, he just like it's as if he belonged like on the show. Just like he just matched the kind of like weird like whimsy of the show. Like. He's just an amazing actor. And so then obviously you have Regina King, who's like multiple award winner. Um, and, you know, like she, you know, she's doing her part. You have Zazie Beats in there. You have, um, um, man, uh, I'm forgetting. Oh, obviously Idris Elba. Like Idris Elba is stone cold in this movie. Like you're looking at someone who's like a, a villain, like 
dude like is hardcore like he just like you know this bad bad wet bad dude in the west like just like taking folks out like with no remorse um this is on netflix yeah it's on netflix so like it, it should show up like in like oh in the top stuff on netflix um you also have lakeith stanfield like dude he's he's cool he's like a like a a sort of like almost like a villainous doc holiday <laughs> like from tombstone uh is it cherokee bill yeah his name is cherokee bill like is he like he's really good and um the there's a couple other supporting roles there's one dude i'm pretty sure he was in x-men first class and i'm gonna cheat and imdb it but uh i'm, it's I'm pretty big cast. yeah yeah i think it's a yeah um is it yeah let me make sure i mean he is on for all mankind but i want to say it was in first class like i don't want to be that guy's like yeah he's totally on first class and I'm like <laughs> hey as it turns out nah like you're you're dumb you don't know your stuff but uh yeah watch it like it's it's kind of meaty like the movie is a bit it's like a yeah, like two hours and 20 minutes like from yeah. credits to credits like but it's it's really good like um it's just like it's it's got its own like style and it's 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 done well yeah he totally is in first class like, he's darwin uh oh nice the guy who's kind of like oh i can't die but then mm -hmm. kevin bacon does stuff <laughs> yeah damn that movie's 10 years old i just realized that x-men first class is 10 years old uh, what else you watch this weekend? Uh, over the weekend, uh, like filtering in and out of like Cowboy Bebop because the episodes are longer than I expected. Like they try, it's like they're trying to do like one and a half episodes or at least one and a half threads of the anime in each episode. Hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. I need a break from this, and so I jumped in on Hit Monkey on Hulu. And funny enough, it's a Marvel thing, and um. It's basically about a Japanese macaque. The, the, basically, the monkeys you see in the hot springs, like just chilling, all mm -hmm. cool. It's one of those monkeys that basically goes on like a revenge quest against these like people who hired uh, an assassin and then betrayed said assassin, uh, and somehow got all his troop of monkeys killed. So it was like he's basically out on revenge and like he's haunted by the spirit of the assassin that originally was there for the mm -hmm. job and it's voiced by jason sudeikis oh nice. so it's weird it's he's like a uh and some i read it somewhere i think it might have been screen rant or something stupid but it's totally a thing it's like he's like a dark ted lasso <laughs> where it's just like he's he's just like spouting out a whole bunch of like weird referential humor to divert his own feelings while you know the monkeys going around and having to do stuff and like do stuff i mean like grab like guns and just jump on do on dudes going to town um and there's like some fun like you know like meta marvel references and other stuff mm -hmm. in there but i'm like halfway through it it's it's like a, like archer but way more violent because a monkey's killing a whole bunch of yakuza <laughs> and like uh like secret like corrupt politicians and stuff it's worth it it's it's really fun got to check it out yeah i haven't checked any of the marvels like shows um that are just not um, part of the main um, the main line of like disney line. plus stuff yeah mm -hmm. that because they have another show on hulu too that's like um another animated show i think like oh um, no it's yeah it's it's a uh, modok modok yeah, yeah that's really that's actually <laughs> surprisingly good i would say yeah like watch um watch modok it, it it's actually good it's 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 like robot chicken-esque mm -hmm. but it's like like dumb funny and then it gets a little bit of smart funny at the same time and then it's like oh hits you like right in the feels like unexpectedly and uh, it was it was unexpected i was like holy crap it's cool the voice acting's really good um because like Patton oswald plays modok and uh who is also in that one one of the cameos in eternals mm. uh, mm -hmm. but yeah so it's like you know, I mean, Patton Walswald's like this whole, like, he's a massive, like, you know, uh, comic, uh, comedian, comedy sense, but also like a big comic uh, aficionado. Like, he knows a lot of his stuff. Like, his mm -hmm. whole bit in Parks and Rec, like, he's just, like, spouting out this whole, like, weird, like, Star Wars fiction with Marvel stuff, like, predating mm -hmm. the Disney buyout. Like, that that was, like, half, imp almost all improv, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's part of their own little things. Like, they're different, but... That's why they're on Hulu and not like Disney Plus because yeah. the 
you know, not the MCU makes brand stuff, but it's still good. Like it still celebrates the whole thing. It's really good. You gotta check those out. Yeah. Uh, so you get with speaking of Marvel. So now, like the the big thing, like we're what like almost at the end of November right now. Today is the twenty second. So the like. We're getting basic. The big thing is now like, you know, December, we're looking at big stuff going on. So like, obviously you have like, you know, no, no way, way home. home. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like everybody, everybody probably has an opinion and a take and like, you know, an anal- analysis of all the trailers and everything like that. But um, from where it stands right now, like it's it's just, it'll be exciting to see what comes through. I'm just hoping for Bonesaw McGraw to somehow come back. <laughs> if they can, if if they can, you know, do what they did with Ghostbusters Afterlife, they can do that with, uh, with uh, Macho Man, with, with with Randy Poffa, Macho Man Randy Savage. Just get Joe Manganiello to like, you know, to do like a weird like mm-hmm. CG like half face on it. I mean, the dude's already big as it is, so he can just show up. Hey, freak show, and just like, you know, that's what that's what everybody's saying is. Uh, is he's hitting the final the, villain? It, yeah, no, he's the one hitting the lizard. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's when in the Brazilian trailer where the lizard just got smacked on the mm-hmm. side. Like, oh, it's actually Bonesaw McGraw that they edited out. Or uh, John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> yeah, he just needs the I, I. Somebody I think I found online they hit the John Cena theme just <laughs> bing, 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 like just right in. Like, cool man, the homie has a cameo there too. Mm. Uh, but you know, I'm still thinking like they're holding out, but. You know, these guys like Andrew Garfield, like, no, man, I'm not in it. And Toby's like, I'm also not in it. But, mm-hmm. You know, maybe like they are not in it, but like their Spider-Men are in it. And they're just like, you know, in suits. But, Kevin Feige is uh, definitely. <laughs> I they're At least what I'll say is that Andrew Garfield and Toby McGuire are not Tom Holland or Mark Ruffalo. Just spill, yeah, spilling the yeah. beans. Um. The, it just you know like they're, they're they're totally cool and toby's just super low-key on stuff like i can't yeah for sure i mean andrew right now is promoting his new movie um tick tick boom but yeah i feel like in any interview someone has with him they're they're always asking like are you in the movie or... yeah like in the movie just like <laughs> i'm in a i'm in this movie i'm talking about right now like mm-hmm. i'm totally not like I, I, you know, he's flat out denying, like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not in it. Like, he's doing a Benedict Cumberbatch from, like, uh, Star Trek uh, Wrath of Connor, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the... Where he declined, he was... Yeah, where he's just like, Khan. I'm not Khan. And he's like, and then, end of the movie, he's like, I'm Khan. My, <laughs> it's like, I'm actually, you know, I was, uh, you know, John Harrison, but, you know, my real name was Khan Noonan Singh. Like, really, guy? Like, <laughs> man, J.J. Abrams really had to, you know had to twist that around to make <laughs> make con work but uh yeah like that's i'm always gonna use that as the reference point of like you can just blatantly lie to people like do it like mm-hmm. it's, it's it'll make your life easier why not like because especially i like that you know even if they have to map like what they did with the infinity war trailer remember how like mm-hmm. oh hulk's running and then like they edited that like yeah, oh, that final scene yeah completely different that's it's not even in it yeah do the same thing with this so like it, it's cool um, I'm also, you know, going, jumping on the Marvel train, like knowing, you know me, like I'm just super hyped for Hawkeye. So I think it's going to tie into like Spider-Man somehow, because you know, you have Rogers, the musical, and then it looks like they're fighting on like what looks like a, mo- a monument to Steve Rogers. Cause he's yeah. got like the, sh- like this mm-hmm. big brass shield or something like that. So well, I, think- I just forgot it comes out like in two days now. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I know I'm at work. I'm probably just gonna tell people to work like, yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta do this for <laughs> research. I watched these first two episodes, please and thank you. Uh, only my, you know, based off of one of my favorite comic runs of all time. Like, yeah. read Matt Fraction's My Life as a Weapon as a full, like, you know, plug for that comic issue, like, or that comic run. Like, it's really good. And I heard he's part of, um, part of the show. Like, he helped. Um, yeah, they they helped to get the kind of the style, like, you know, mm-hmm. mixing it with what I feel is like a bit of a diehard feel uh like a kind of like mixed christmas to it, but movie yeah <laughs> and but that reading that it just it had this cool that just flow it just seemed really cool like i'm wondering what kind of music they're gonna use for it like i'm hoping it's some type of like like some type of fast jazz because that's how i pictured it reading it uh coming through but um that uh, yeah i'm just super excited for that but outside of 
uh, No Way Home. I know there's another movie you're probably super excited for that also comes out like in late December. Which? Uh, you know, uh, your boy The Matrix. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's your boy Keanu. I always forget that's coming out this year. Yeah. Remember when it was supposed to be The Matrix and, and John, John Wick, Wick 4 or, at the same time? I don't know why they didn't do it. I would have. That's an easy, hey, I need to take the day off. <laughs> I'm just going to go and do a double feature. Like, you yeah. know, you have your seats reserved, so there's no point in not doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, tell me, what are your thoughts of uh, Resurrections? Like, I want to know. I want to know something that's not me because I have a. I'll, I'll tell you in a sec. I don't know. Uh, well, just based on the trailer that I saw, um, I actually rewatched the first Matrix maybe like two, three months ago. For the uh, first time, like ever, or rewatched it. No, rewatched it. Oh, okay. I, was like, I mean, I, I, I know people <laughs> who've never seen it still. So I'm like, hey, well, do you have HBO Max? Do yeah. you want my Blu-rays? Like, here, <laughs> I will give this to you. But yeah, go ahead. No, I've seen it. Like, I first saw it like maybe like five, ten years ago. Um, but I really wanted to rewatch it to get me back into this movie coming out, and I, I feel like they're, I don't know, is it a remake, uh, a sequel? <laughs> It's it's like an it's in between. Hard. Yeah, it's it feels like it's doing like sort like it's like a a, a reboot sequel, mm -hmm. like a, a reboot cool. Like I don't know how to. Well, I mean, they could fit it in um, to be a sequel, but yeah. just based on how they portrayed the trailer, um, makes it feel like a remake. Yeah, like it's like not, but maybe is. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure it, it isn't because yeah. of some of the other stuff going on because. It's definitely not a remake per se because they're totally acknowledging the fact that like, you know, Neo and Trinity, it's like, oh, have we the whole like have we met, met before? before and he's already like doing some of these like, you know, one within the Matrix kind of powers and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's like, there's you know, there's a bit we won't go into the whole bajillion theories. I don't think that's so much it, but it's more just like generating like the excitement or maybe even trepidation because I... To me, the Matrix is sort of like one of these sacred cows that, like, I just don't want. I don't want to be revisited or touched or remade mm -hmm. or anything. Like, back when the rumors like, oh, we might redo the Matrix, I'm like, please don't. Like, mm -hmm. it's also like people talking like, oh, we're gonna redo. Uh, God, what was this other movie? Like, they're talking about redoing Ace Ventura remake. It's like, don't do that. Like, just like let certain things like go. Like, just or just leave yeah. it as is. Like, let's let's like. The, the you know didn't work for point break for example there are a lot of movies that just didn't work for like like they tried to do it with minority not sorry with a total recall when they made it more like the short story but mm -hmm. i'm really not anxious but i'm really trying to hold my expectations for resurrections because yeah. this but this, the cast is freaking rocking like mm -hmm. I, my, I have a rule now where it's basically if uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen is in a movie mm. or a TV show. It's like I gotta watch it. This is like that's just no questions asked. Yeah. It's gonna start happening with Jonathan Majors too. It's like, dude, those guys are in it. Like they're, they're so good. Like I have to watch it. Like, and so he's in it. Like he's basically like you know sort of like a weirdly revamped Morpheus, mm. um, because of reasons that may involve the MMO that happened like you know ten years, ten twelve years ago. But it. It's it's exciting, but I'm really nervous. Like I'm nervous. I'm like, please. Yeah. I know the Wachowski <laughs> siblings are on it, and I'm just like, please don't mess this up. Like don't. And they, for the most part, their track record's good. Like I don't know if have you ever did you ever see, like talking about like stuff that they did that may have been underappreciated. You ever watch Cloud Atlas? No, I didn't. I I'm I one of those stands for that movie. Like I'll, I recommend watching it. So much to the point where like. I think it was like on the Today Show or something. Like they were interviewing Tom Hanks for Finch, mm -hmm. but then they were, they asked him like, "Oh, what are some of like you know your most favorite film experiences?" I think one of them he mentioned was Castaway because the location was like yeah. perfect. Yeah, like oh, this is this is fun because we're just on a beautiful island filming. Um, I don't know if it was uh, Apollo thirteen or not. It, he didn't know. It wasn't Catch Me If You Can, but like definitely it was one. In, I forgot the other movie, but then he actually remembered, like, I really enjoyed filming Cloud Atlas. And I was like, oh, I don't know if you guys... And, like, the, the interviewer's like, I don't know. He's like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> like, oh, really? Now people are going to go around and watch Cloud Atlas? But, uh, like, that, I like that movie. Like, I know some people had some misgivings because that movie is basically set, like, 
you have a, a static cast, but there's mm-hmm. stories that go throughout different various points in time. Mm-hmm. So every actor is playing like a different character. They get to like a pseudo future thing where it's like kind of almost like Korean Asian style. And you have like basically uh, like Western actors doing like, a, you know, like sort of, uh, you know, yellow face, you know, kind of like playing Asian and doing funny accents. So I was like, yeah, like, I guess that can be problematic. Like we could they could have like brought in maybe different actors for that. But uh, that aside, I think it's still a really well made film. Um. But yeah, like I just I don't know. Like it's I'm a little like hesitant, hesitant about it. Um and and yeah. I feel like, you know, there's probably the generation that is coming up now and this is gonna be their matrix if you know God, it is I hope successful. Not. <laughs> God, um, I hope not. Their matrix should be the matrix. The like, matrix. It's it, it still holds up pretty well. Like, yeah, like the effects will be a bit more dated, but like it was that and like Equilibrium that came out. I think Equilibrium came out, sort of came out first, but it was like the whole like we're in trenches, we're doing kung fu with guns and stuff. Like, um, I'm hoping that like if these are pe- somebody's first Matrixes, that that shouldn't this shouldn't be the <laughs> no. first Matrix movie they watch. Yeah. Like, uh, I again cannot stress enough. Like, just watch the Matrix. Like, I remember in, in like in high school, like going like when the Reloaded and Revolutions were coming out, like. Mm-hmm. All the kids, you know, me and a couple of dudes, we were in band together and like we're in the stands and marching band. And it's just like, dude, like we're mm-hmm. just theory, theory crafting and like talking about like, the you know, like the, the all of the kind of clues and subtleties of like of the try to like allegorical things they're doing with when the first Matrix and yeah. like all the, you know, overt stuff, but also low key things, too. Like it was those there was always like re things to rewatch like okay look at it again look for mm-hmm. this part here like that guy saying oh you're my savior man and he's reading you know his name is thomas anderson he's a philosopher like all those things like it would just keep going and going like it's like the early age of the internet so like you're barely looking stuff up and mm-hmm. you can see find like those I mean, that references. was a fun part back in the day just you know always coming up with like your own theories and having those conversations with everyone and you know, having your friends over and be like, oh, let's rewatch that part because that part's important. And um, yeah, the, that's like, you know, the, when DVDs were really popping through. So it's like, we can do this now. <laughs> like, we don't have to break the VHS or let me go try to refine the VHS. And it turns out someone re-recorded it with like SummerSlam 1997. <laughs> uh, it's it, we're really like sort of living in this like crazy, like ultra platinum age of like television and movies where it's just like we can get stuff everywhere and whatever big multimedia corporations racing to make like the next film or like the next big thing not so much for like you know you know just for the the big bucks but like who knows like to that point like man like all like for now like all the mcu stuff and maybe even some like the the dc films like okay like this is like the cornerstone of what their tastes and stuff are going to look like and then that might influence other storytelling mm-hmm. that's what i'm hoping dune is for people yeah like going back to dune like having such an impact on everybody like i've been just telling through word of mouth was like go watch dune if you're listening to this and you haven't seen dune yet watch dune Mm -hmm. like it may still be in theaters or um you know um i think yeah it already it left hbo max i think like two days ago but watch it like it's it's kind of dense there's a part two coming out so it's not like oh i'm gonna watch the first one and it's never coming out again like you know you won't get burned like that um you know or like and it's like watching it was like you know luke cage season two on netflix and you're like damn <laughs> this looks wild or like iron fist you know even though if you watched iron fist you know like me it's like you plowered through it even though it wasn't it was okay but then you're like oh snap this is this this seems interesting this could go somewhere and then <laughs> it's gonna go nowhere because it's going back to disney plus or something that's uh it's gonna be it's 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 a really fun time to come through um i think uh also yeah like it'll be interesting to see like what's going on with the oscars that's going on like this season like anything that you you've seen this year that has you like damn this is gonna win some type of award or anything like that Mm, gotta think uh i mean the what sticks to my mind that i was really impressed with recently at least acting wise was Will Smith and King Richard, um, 
I'm sure he'll at least probably just get nominated. I'm hoping. Um, yeah, I'm really hoping if he can if that, he can actually land the Oscar. Like that's yeah. gonna be really good. That stands. That one stands out for me. Um, probably some for like music. If um, oh my God, if Hans Zimmer gets okay, so Hans Zimmer's got you know two chances. <laughs> I'm really okay. So um, uh, I'm I'm kind of bummed because hopefully next episode Anthony will be here, but. Um, there's a whole like a thing where anytime Hans Zimmer and Alexandra Des, uh, Desplat are in this basically nominated the same mm-hmm. year, Desplat wins easy. It's just like no, that's it. Like it's it's mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened with Interstellar and uh, the Grand Budapest. Mm. Again, like the the scores are two totally different things. Yeah. They're really good, but like you don't have people. I, my, my argument for is like you you don't have people like who do like music streams on twitch you don't have anybody like getting tips to go hey can you play the corn uh you know can you play like that one uh like the, the main hotel theme in grand budapest like mm-hmm. with some of the funny little like piano stuff on the side no they're like hey can you play cornfield chase like from from interstellar like that's just like totally like that through Re- revised rewatchings and things like that like it's it that's that's to me like his the like Hans Zimmer stuff's really sticking through more culturally yeah. like you know he lost out to Inception uh I think because of the social network and you know uh Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have won multiple Oscars for their scores now and like I think they won an Emmy I mean, oh no wait they might not have won the Emmy because of Mandalorian but um the the they did the music for the Watchmen series, which is awesome. I, I gotta check out the Watchmen series. It's like, it's a uh, if you if you do read the actual graphic novel, don't watch the movie because the movie deviates a lot from at least the ending. It deviates a lot from the uh, graphic novel, like thematically, like what they built up in the movie, like what Zack Snyder did. Like it makes sense, and you know Zack Snyder's really good at like recreating some of the like the iconic shots from comics. Um, has it all gels together? That's, you know, up for debate, but the show picks up as if it were a continuation of the graphic novel. And again, like Regina King's in it. Yahya Abdul-Mateen's in it. Jeremy Irons is in it. Like, like d- Jeremy Irons alone. I was like, dude, like, okay, I got to watch this. Like, this is too good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, yeah, you have, you have Max. So y- you got to totally, um, get on top of that like but going back to like the whole like every time Hans Zimmer has an amazing like iconic we never like remember like we're never gonna forget it score mm-hmm. it comes out and it's like oh we thought this was better <laughs> and it's just like okay and I'm hoping at least like this year like I don't think Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did anything this year so it's like okay at least they can't scoop it up yeah um who knows? What if Lin Manuel beats it? Beats him for like the music for Encanto, like which is coming out like in a few That's days true. too. Um, but yeah, like I'm really hoping he he gets it for Dune. Like if if you go through the the, I think it, on what on whatever streaming service you want, they have he has the actual movie score, and then he has like the soundscapes, like the sort of like idea sketchbook. Mm-hmm. He does this for all his movies. He has or he has a master long track for all his uh for, for a lot of his like ideas like you know audio scopes or audio scapes mm-hmm. for, for the movies i saw he he did that for dune um and i haven't gotten to check that out i've only you need to have like the you know the because it's the cr- official it's uh, borderline criminal that i guess the rec the wb record label didn't or legendary's like record label like they didn't put the atreides house uh, the House of Atreides like theme like with the bagpipes and stuff mm-hmm. like in the main score mm-hmm. it's in like a like a 10 minute long like audio scape um, for mm-hmm. the film so like uh, you know uh, I don't know if uh, Nason's at the store but like he like if you bring it up and he's like oh yeah I know it exactly like he and mm-hmm. I were were going back and forth through uh, various little like points in time like oh go to X minute and yeah here because that's the this part in this scene and these are the things that really worked well and so like you get to see it like from a grander scheme and he even did this for like man of steel which i liked man of steel's thing too i can wax poetic about a whole bunch of hans zimmer stuff in a while but that's you know neither here or there that could be like a whole episode if anything for sure yeah but um one so 
two movies I think that are sort of like very Oscar that could be like considered Oscar stuff. Like one is House of Gucci coming out, which is, you know, another Ridley Scott thing. I mentioned Last Duel. Yeah. That's going to look like it's really good. I mean, like that it was really good. So it's, that's going to look like at least somebody's going to be put up for that. Like maybe Jodie Cormer, maybe Adam Driver, because Adam Driver's character has some really cool, like interesting layers to him. And um, then you have Spencer, which apparently Kristen Stewart's like, re- it's like really good at this. Like she's doing an amazing, she did an amazing job doing Princess Diana. Um, but then there's also Kenneth Branagh. He came out with his movie Belfast. Belfast, yeah. Yeah. I, I saw, there was a screening for it, but I didn't get to go because I was working. But Same. Um, I, that's a movie I really want to see. I, I saw um, a bunch of people were talking about it and then, I, you know, I saw it online. Like everyone's been raving about it. So um, I had a chance to go see it at a screening, but I couldn't make it <laughs> because of work. But yeah, um, yeah, we're not big. T- we're not that big time yet. So we can't <laughs> like just, hey, deuces. Uh, we have to, you know, uh, source out podcast material by getting private screenings for things. So <laughs> but um, hopefully soon if you tune in, uh, please and thank you. But yeah, um, Belfast is on my to on my to do list to watch soon. But like like you mentioned, like if King Richard really stuck out to you, or like really had a big impact on that as a, yeah. from a viewer standpoint of how you know how well Will Smith Will Smith does as an actor, then yeah, like it's worth revisiting because um, you know every once in a while, like all the internet memory for all his like you know personal <laughs> life stuff going on, like the dude is a legitimately good actor, and yeah. it's great to see. It's not just, uh, you know, hey, here's some Fresh Prince and Bad Boy stuff <laughs> and, uh, you know, Independence Day, you know, uh, some Welcome to Earth, you know, kind of action. But, yeah, like, it's it's totally, like, that's going to be, like, on the radar, I think. Like, because yeah. House of Gucci's cast is stacked. Like, I don't know how, you know, again, Ridley Scott is big shot. So it's like, you know, he did his, you know, cool little, it's like a mini passion project or that mm-hmm. people, someone wrote you know adapted the whole thing for the last duel and then it's like all right here's how saguchi like you have again adam driver adam driver's in both those movies yeah so he's got double the shot to be nominated for something lady gaga which is becoming you know she's becoming a legitimately like strong actress mm-hmm. uh jeremy irons al pacino and straight up unrecognizable jared leto yeah that whole bit is um really really nuts uh, but yeah, let's, we're going to take a quick break, um, and kind of like dive in on some other, some other stuff, hopefully coming out either early next year or just like some big things that stuck with us throughout the entire year. We'll be right back. Uh, what's up, baby? Hey, hey. So yeah, we just came back quick little break. So let you guys know, this is Manny, our friend Manny. He um doing a little remote thing right now we're you know seeing that this can actually work which it can so we might get some other audio guests in the future but we're talking about underrated films uh and you know we're one came up to mind that i got i think you sort of into um and you know from uh, the most unlikely of directors we're like wow this is actually some type of dark comedy then that's good uh can you guess the movie what i'm talking about uh some have a dark comedy yeah uh normally directed by a guy who's really good at explosions oh yeah michael bay yeah (laughs) i love michael bay man i don't care what anybody says yeah man so like again like the dude can make films like like overall like what's your take on on pain and gain uh i think pain and gain was like a fun movie it told like a story that i'm sure was very hollywooded as i would put it but they took a, a good story and put a couple of explosions in there. A lot of really like crazy moments that reminded me of something like from uh, Uncut Gems, where it's just I just had anxiety that throughout like a lot of the movie. And while I had anxiety, people were dying, getting shot at. There was random explosions in the background for no reason. So it had all the things that like a, a person who enjoys action movies would enjoy. Um, and uh, to be honest with you, something I, I, I love and enjoy about Michael Bay is the way he shoots his films, like people could talk shit about his movies, but the way that it's shot is so, so nice. So, so well done that you, you can't keep your eyes off of the screen because you're going to miss something awesome. Yeah, for sure. There's a old like YouTube series. If anybody ever gets to watch it, it's called like every frame of painting. 
And he actually has a quick like episode on Michael Bay's sense of scale and framing, like whatever you, you know, give it for what you will, like the actual overall cohesiveness of his films or, you know, just the kind of like depth or whatever, like he can shoot very well. Like you look at stuff from the Island from like the opening shots of the first bad boys movie, like the dude knows what he's doing in that respect. Like even things like, you know, the rock and Armageddon, like, yeah, it can be totally like turn your brain off, have fun. But Mm -hmm. like the dude knows, like to your point, Manny, like he can totally like film something and make it look really good. So you won't yeah, be at least unentertained from like, oh, whatever, not looking good. But actually, like, yeah, like painting game, like he got some pretty interesting and layered performances from, you know, Mark Wahlberg, The Rock and Anthony Mackie. Like it was I, yeah. I, I, to this day, like it's this weird, dark comedy. Like and, you know, it's given us some great memes. Yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's so good. It's so entertaining, honestly. It's not a Michael Bay film without it being entertaining, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man, for sure, dude. Uh, thanks for picking up the call. Just wanted to get a quick bid on this. Uh, but yeah, we'll get you in next time. And then hopefully yeah, this will be like, sure. get you in one of these times. And with Anthony, I want to get some really cool, uh, like kind of takes on some interesting, you know, if it's trends or some other stuff going down. Yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt. For sure. Give me a call. Yeah, you got it, dude. Later. All right. You guys take it easy. Peace. Later. So yeah, that, that was really entertaining, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Michael Bay, like I know everyone talks a lot of crap, but you can't deny they're not entertaining. That is watch. that is true. Even even the fourth Transformers film, like at least there's some bits of entertainment a bit into it. Like mm-hmm. and as like kind of ridiculous as they are, like you know, at, at least the crazy over the top Transformers films gave us Bumblebee because that's actually good. Like. I'll, I'll just say like out like it's still like now like the best out of the transformers films but uh either way yeah it's that, that's it's always fun to kind of look into something that's like hey look back on it's kind of underrated or like mm-hmm. a film or something you look into like man i really like it maybe a lot of not a lot of other people like it but like for sure that's something i enjoy like do you have any one of those any movies of yours um i gotta i gotta look but it it's just you know, everything is subjective to everyone and everyone has their own opinions. Like, you know, I don't trust the reviews anymore or, you know, like you, you, you guide, you use it as a guide, but I mean, there's always some movies you hear in the, in articles and stuff like, oh, this was trash. It failed box office and everything. And you're like, man, I, but I loved it. It was great. Oh yeah. So that's, that's like the the whole this is another whole episode we can make on but like uh john carter like that was a movie that didn't make a lot of stuff but dude i could totally would be all about mm-hmm. um but yeah like it's it's the point where you know last bit of thing you know we'll touch on this hopefully in future episodes as new things come out we get our you know takes on it is it comes down to like yeah definitely use those i would say use them as a guide as somebody who's now like has develops their own taste for films like yeah you mm-hmm. want to Look at a review as a guide and, you know, maybe you see some new movie. It's like, man, this is done really well. And then you watch and you're like, eh, it didn't really like connect with me. Like in terms of, you know, maybe something fell off to you. And that's because in the end, this is all art and kind of, you know, it's quote unquote art. So everything, all this stuff is subjective anyway. Like I can tell you, you know, like say something like I really loved The Last Dragon. You know, that's a crazy cult classic or someone would be like, what are you mm-hmm. talking about? That's trash. I'm not going to waste my time on that. Like, OK, fair enough. But. You know, that's kind of what this is all about, like talking about the cool stuff that, you know, we'll enjoy. And hopefully you guys, too, if we turn you on into something that you've never seen, you know, heard about before or if it's like, uh, oh, this is our, you know, like you want to know what we think about a big new thing that just came out. Then mm-hmm. like, hey, like that's what this is. A lot of this is going to be about. And hopefully we get some fun differing opinions on it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, Just before we we finish up, like what's the. What's one movie you're you're waiting to see for next week? Like, the next movie you're gonna watch? The next movie I'm gonna watch, <laughs> other than like you mentioned King Richard, because yeah. it's like that, like indelible on it. Like mm-hmm. I've, um, I really want to watch House of Gucci because that just again, mm-hmm. like, it. I want to see if either there's a spectacular failure somehow off of Ridley Scott with such a ridiculous cast, or it's just like a masterclass in. Like just everybody, like all these strong ass actors, like you have multiple Academy Award winners in that like cast alone. 
Just, like everybody, yeah. like in that whole list, of initial list is like has always been nominated or has won something. So it's it's just like you're you're playing with like the best hand in the card game right now. So I really want to see how that turns out because it looks fun. You know, this crazy like kind of crime drama, but also again stacked ass actors. What about you? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the one you mentioned in this podcast for the harder they fall. Yeah, um, yeah, check it out. I think the, it's it's entertaining. Looks- the cast looks great, and um, it's on Netflix, so... Yeah, it's on Netflix. It <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, it's easy. You just pop it up on Netflix, yeah. It's uh, digestible, fun Western. Highly recommend it. For sure. I'm but, excited. But yeah, uh, thanks so much for, you know, tuning in. You know, we're going to... You know, a, a joke from, you know, Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be continually finding our voice, so we really appreciate you guys going through and just kind of getting us, like, an overall, like kind of idea of some of the things we're into and some of the stuff that's come out this month and last month. Yeah. So stay tuned for more of the things and more excitement. We'll have more guests on here too. And, um, you know, it's going to be really exciting, right, man? Just a fun time to be able to talk about it with you and um, be able to just share movies with each other. Um, there's a lot of stuff I haven't seen that you have and probably vice versa. So it's a great way to just get more stuff to watch <laughs> yeah and you know if again you'll never be without a lack of something to look up and watch if you uh give us a chance on the podcast so thanks so much everybody thank you guys